Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, rugby fans, and welcome to episode 137 of the DNVR Rugby Podcast. My name is Colton Strickler. Excited to jump into the show today. We've got a, a show going to be on the shorter end, I think, but it's going to be good no matter what. So we'll go ahead and jump into it the same way we do every week, and that's by starting off with the breakdown. The breakdown is brought to you by O'Neill's. O'Neill's is the official sportswear supplier to the biggest teams in world rugby, Infinity Park, and the American Raptors. Shop apparel now at O'Neill's.com. That's O-N-E-I-L-L-S.com. So start the breakdown off by talking about the American Raptors the same way we do every show. Uh, so the American Raptors dropped their first match of the 2022 season in Los Angeles on Sunday. Fell 24-12 to to the Giltinis Academy. Uh, they're now set at 2-1 and one on the season. Lene Latu scored both tries in the loss. Uh, the Raptors went down 17-0 early, just couldn't crawl back out of that hole. And if you remember, that was kind of the problem that they had last spring when they were playing under the, the XO moniker. So, uh, And they did rattle off a lot of wins like that, but they did make it a lot harder on themselves than they needed to, especially a couple of those matches late at the end of the season one against the Giltinis Academy, which, if I'm not mistaken, they went down pretty big at the half. Climbed back into it, but couldn't win. And then the Hartford Harpooners as well. They really did not run into that problem in the fall. Um, but this is kind of the first time that's happened since. They have a chance to get back on track this weekend against Seattle Rugby Club in Seattle. The last time that the Raptors played Seattle Rugby Club back in October. American Raptors won 78-10. to So uh, going to be an interesting one this weekend again. Looking forward to seeing how they'll do. Again, follow along on Twitter. Try to provide as much context as I can. That kind of does it for the American Raptors part of the breakdown. The last part of the breakdown I want to talk about is USA Rugby. Men's sevens teams back in action in Vancouver this weekend. Sounds like David Still, former American Raptor, picked up an injury. He's being replaced by Adam Channel, so he will not be in action this weekend, unfortunately. Uh, David played pretty well last week, so bummer to see him get hurt. But hopefully he gets better, heals quickly. We see him back on the circuit soon. That does it for the breakdown. Super short, but maybe the shortest breakdown of all time, if I'm not mistaken. So we're going to move into all the rugby you can watch this weekend. All of the rugby you can watch this weekend is brought to you by Wintergreen. Wintergreen loves rugby and wants to support USA Rugby's mission of uniting an inclusive, passionate rugby community to grow the sport of rugby in America. 
Wintergreen gels, creams, sprays, and soaks are made with wintergreen oil and other therapeutic natural oils that help to soothe and support sore muscles and joints to keep you at your best. Visit wintergreensport.com to purchase the products you need to help you prepare to win. So starting off all the rugby you can watch this weekend with Major League Rugby Round 11. Hard to believe we're in Round 11. Feels like yesterday we were just talking about opening weekend. Now we're on the back half of the season. Starting off, we got Utah Warriors at Old Glory DC on Friday at 6 p.m. Nola Gold at the Toronto Arrows on Saturday at 10 a.m. Houston Sabercats versus L.A. Giltinis on Saturday at 4 p.m. San Diego Legion at the Seattle Seawolves on Saturday at 4 p.m. as well. All four of those matches will be available to watch on the Rugby Network. And then last but certainly not least to close out round 11 of Major League Rugby, the Austin Gronies will be at the Dallas Jackals on Saturday at 7 p.m. And that match will be on Fox Sports 2. See if Dallas can uh, shock the world, pick up their first win. Moving into the EPCR, we've got Leinster. Versus Connacht on Friday at 10.30 a.m. Bristol Bears versus Sale Sharks on Friday at 1 p.m. Harlequins versus Montpelier on Saturday at 5.30 a.m. Law Rochelle versus Bordeaux Beagles on Saturday at 8 a.m. Munster versus Exeter Chiefs on Saturday at 8 a.m. Uh, Leicester Tigers versus ASM Claremont on Saturday at 10.30 a.m. Ulster versus Toulouse on Saturday at 1 p.m. And then Racing 92 versus Stade Francois on Saturday, Sunday at 8.30 a.m. Sorry, hopefully I didn't butcher that. Watch all those matches on Peacock. I uh, mentioned at the top of the show, but we got the HSBC Canada 7s in Vancouver this weekend. We've got USA Men versus Kenya on Saturday at 11.31 a.m. Take on England on Saturday at 2.42 p.m. And then round out pool play against Fiji on Saturday at 6.35 p.m. Catch that tournament on Peacock. Uh, all the playoff matches will take place on Sunday. Got some super rugby. Got the Blues versus Crusaders on Friday at 12.35 a.m. Moana Pacifica versus the Chiefs on Friday at 10.05 p.m. If you check out that one, uh, you got two former Colorado Raptors and Sam Slade and Michael Curry playing in that match for Moana Pacifica. Michael Curry actually scored a try last weekend. That was pretty cool to see. Got Hurricanes versus the Highlanders on Saturday at 12.40 a.m. New South Wales Waratahs versus Western Force on Saturday at 3.15 a.m. Uh, and you can catch all of those matches on Flow Rugby. And then last but certainly not least, we have College Rugby. We have Central Washington versus Life Women on Saturday at noon. And you can watch that on Flow Rugby as well. Let's so move into the interview portion of the show. This interview with American Raptors Director of Rugby Mark Bullock is brought to you by Guard Lab. Join the mouthguard revolution uh, with American-made mouthguards that perform, protect, and recover. For more information, visit GuardLab.com. Had a really good chat with Mark Bullock earlier this week just about how he's feeling about the program two and a half seasons in. Um, it was interesting to pick his brain on what he's learned so far and why they've made some of the decisions that they have. Um, but it was a good look, good insight into the program. Because like I said, uh, two and a half seasons, it feels like it's been longer than that in a way. But uh, when you take a step back and you look at all the stuff that's happened so far and all they've accomplished and everything kind of on the horizon for them, it's pretty exciting. It's pretty impressive, honestly, like to... You know, they'll by the end of May, they'll have played, you know, matches in three different countries, United States, Uruguay, and then in Canada. Played in the Los Angeles Coliseum. They're playing these MLR Academy sides. They're being competitive. They split their series in Uruguay. Um, I'm, I'm sure they'll give Canada West a run for their money as well. So it was interesting just kind of talk to Mark to, to get 
you know, his perspective on all that because, you know, I think what I think and you think what you think, I'm sure. And it's uh, interesting to hear what Mark thinks as he's kind of got in the ship. And, and I really enjoy the conversation. So I hope everybody does as well. Um, we'll go ahead and kick into my conversation with American Raptors director of rugby, Mark Bullock. Have you ever played rugby? All right, now welcome back onto the show, American Raptors director of rugby, Mark Bullock. Mark, how's it going? Colton's going great, thank you. How about yourself? I'm doing good. Thanks for asking, Mark. Excited to talk to you. I was looking at the uh, the website. I haven't had you on the podcast since May 28th of 2021, so almost a whole year. There's a lot that's happened in between, uh, and I'm excited to jump into it. So. Uh, the first question I guess I want to ask is just, you've been on the recruiting trail this spring, right? Uh, the NS, the, was a National Scouting Combine, a bunch of different pro days. Can you tell me a little bit about all that? Um, well, yeah. I, the number one thing is, is always going to be about recruiting. And, and if you're a university program or an NFL-type program, you know, you got to identify the, the talent and the people out there that you'd like to recruit. And that's the biggest part of where we are, in fact. If you just ask yourself, why is Alabama or Clemson really good? They recruit really well, mm-hmm. and they've got a lot of people doing it. We have a much smaller budget, so we have uh, myself and Peter Pask, our general manager, doing most of the recruiting, and then off-season, our, our entire staff is recruiting. That's good, yeah. I feel like people say that a lot in the college athletics, is the best coaches are the best recruiters. Um, and this is some, this is not something that you just kind of started doing, right? Like you had been attending some of this stuff in the MLR days. Is that correct? Yeah, I'm, I'm always looking at things. I mean, I yeah. come from a football background. And so part of that is, is, you know, always about recruiting and how do you find the right athletes and so forth. And obviously our goal is to get them involved with rugby. Mm-hmm. Are you the only rugby program at some of these events or do you see other people around? Um, we generally are the only people at the events. Uh, USA Rugby will have someone there who's looking specifically for sevens type players. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, we're, we have a different environment. So right. we can recruit the players and then bring them in into a professional environment, full-time environment to help to upskill them. And I think that's why we probably have had some success with our athletes mm-hmm. is because they're in a full-time professional environment. Yeah, that's a perfect segue into the next question is just – um, so we're two and a half seasons in now. Is there anything like that you've been particularly proud of? Like, what are you pleased most about the progress that you've made in two and a half seasons? Is it all the guys that have, you know, gone on to MLR careers? Is it helping some guys get back into football? Is it, you know, David Still, Sean Clark getting some some shine on the seven series? Like, is there anything in particular that you're most proud of two and a half seasons into this endeavor? Yeah, probably most proud of the fact that we've proved the naysayers wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, There's a lot of criticism about uh, what we were doing. Obviously, that was related to us dropping out of MLR. Um, but that was a good move for us. Uh, and at this point in time, you know, we've proven, we believe, that um, the model that we're using is a correct model. Mm-hmm. Now, it's just one model of trying to get uh, move athletes in a pathway towards the U.S. national team. And so we've chosen this model, and we think now that this works. And obviously, we've gotten some players that are playing in the U.S. national team in the World Sevens circuit, and we've got some players in an MLR, which at this point in time is the highest uh, professional league in the U.S. And um, and some of those players will get some opportunities with the U.S. 15s, I'm sure. That's awesome. I know, and I know when I talked to you about the you know this when it all started, and then just some of the stuff I've seen online is. The, the phrase, the proof's, 
proof's going to be in the pudding was going to be thrown around a lot. And so far it has been, right? I know we just talked about a couple of guys, um, and that's cool to see. I guess the next question I want to ask you, Mark, is just kind of what's been the most difficult like part of the process? Has it been the recruiting? Has it been, um, you know, finding certain positions? Like uh, of the whole thing, has there been something that's kind of stuck out to you that you're constantly looking at and trying to alter? Because I remember you said, too, it was going to be an experiment. As with any experiment, you see what happens, you make the proper adjustments, and then you try, you try again. So, Yeah, I would say that our, our biggest challenge is comes back to recruiting, mm-hmm. and that's us learning how to recruit and what are the best techniques and where do we go to find the athletes. Um, it's massive, and you know, if we get one athlete out of 100 that we contact – that might be considered success because there's a lot of guys that, you know, they're pursuing their dream of football because most of our guys are football guys. And that's understandable. But what we're trying to do is what is the best way to get them to come to us? And so our marketing department is working with us on developing a video that we can show athletes because we're in a different era than when I grew up. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, we've got to grow. We're we're contacting players via Twitter and Instagram, and, and now we're thinking about, oh, we need to use TikTok, yeah. you know? And so we just constantly, how can we get athletes? Like right now, we're looking at the transfer portal mm-hmm. um, that the NCAA has, and okay, how do we, how do we access those people yeah. because they're disgruntled with the program they're in, mm-hmm. and they might not get accepted at the school they want to go to. So then the question is, well, what are you doing? Right. And we can then say, we've got something possible for you. Interesting. Yeah, that uh, has to be hard. It's kind of just like with anything, just staying ahead of the curve is a hard thing. But um, if you can get into that pocket, that's a, that's a nice place to be. Uh, has there been any pleasant surprises that have come out of this? Has there been something that you went into maybe – not totally expecting, but we're pleasantly surprised to see, you know, come out of this so far. I think our biggest, um, I don't know if it's the biggest surprise, it's just the, um, it's not really a surprise for me, is that <laughs> okay, when, when, a, the, players, when the players play in a game, yeah. that's when they truly commit to what we're doing. And I knew this from coaching high school football and high mm-hmm. school rugby, is, is Kids, you get a kid in a game, and it's like, wow, this is the most fun that I've had. Mm-hmm. And that's really what we're finding is they get in the game, and that's really what switches them to, to where we're going. The other thing that I think is surprising, actually, is, you know, we've got uh, one of our players who was part of our program, and he's now playing for the uh, San Diego Chargers mm-hmm. and, or L.A. Chargers. LA Char- I do the same thing. Yeah, and he's <laughs> playing for the Chargers, you know, out of our program. And then we just had, recently had another signing with the USFL team, and he's playing with them. And in fact, one of the guys, players in that team said, well, you know, how did you get here? And he said, well, I'm fitter than everybody else, Mm -hmm. and I'm in better shape, and I understand things better. And so that player who got cut by that USFL team in Michigan will be coming to play for us because he sees this as an avenue to potentially his professional career. Now, we see it as an opportunity for him to come play for us. Right. Whatever works, though, right? Like, it... It's you're both helping each other out, which I think is an important thing. That's interesting you brought this up too, because I think I might have talked to you about this before, Mark. But you know, guys like Michael Bandy and then uh, Mo Vinicolo, like coming to play rugby for a season has to be that much more of an advantage, right? Especially for a guy like Michael Bandy, who is going to make it in the NFL on special teams, because 
when you're playing rugby, you're doing a little bit of everything. You're like a utility man. You're being physical. You're making tackles. You're not necessarily just practicing exercises, right? Like that has to be a benefit. And I talked to a couple weeks ago, I had Steve Tasker, who's the special teams ace for the Bills throughout the 90s. Um, and he played one season of rugby in college before he got drafted by the Oilers. And I asked him if he thought that made him a better football player. And he said it did because of all those things. You're catching kicks, you're covering kicks, or, you know, you're making tackles. Like that has to be a huge benefit. And I think people are kind of starting to see that a little bit. Um, I guess the next question I was going to ask you is just about some of the fixtures you got coming up here. Uh, you got Canada West selects here in a couple of weeks. Um, did you ever think that you'd have played, you know, this program would have played in three countries and not even three seasons? You know, I'm not really sure about that. I mean, we just like <laughs> we were we were, when we started, we were really focused on um, the Celtic League and and getting um, affiliated with them in terms of the ability to try to play their academies and some of their teams so that we would be challenged by foreign teams mm -hmm. of how they play because they know how to play the game and we don't and we mm -hmm. need to learn the, and get that experience and that's what the games are about but when you you take a look at our games like we just played the Giltini's Academy and we had guys that you know we had five guys that played the third game ever we probably played our best game they had seven guys that have MLR experience or mm -hmm. playing and we went toe-to-toe -to, -toe to them, and we got beat at the buzzer. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, that says a lot about, um, I think, the development of our guys and their ability to play. And I think it says a lot about our coaches in helping to upskill our players so that they can compete after a short amount of time in a fairly complex game yeah. called rugby yeah. and be successful at it. So, you know, we look forward to all those challenges and, and – you know, sometimes we, we get caught with the outcome, which is the win. But our outcome is getting better so that at the end of the season, when we play top-level competition, and not that Kiltinis were top-level, but the very top-level competition, that we have an opportunity to be successful on the final outcome, which would be the score of the game. Uh, that's a good goal. I like that. Um, one of the new changes at the program I haven't had the chance to talk to you about yet is the addition of, of Paul Emmerich taking over as head coach. Um, so I was just wondering if you could kind of tell me how you landed Paul and uh, what you kind of think about the job he's done so far this season. Well, it's funny you ask that because <laughs> Paul Paul is somebody I've been uh, recruiting for probably four years uh, as soon as we got into MLR uh, and he was available down in Houston. Um, I've been looking to recruit him and to get him here and, and he's been involved with another team. So. Some of the things that we do, like within our coaching staff, there are people that I've observed before, and then, then it's like, I'd like to get that person here. And then it's just a matter of time and the right situation. And so we're really pleased that he's here. And as I'm observing him and evaluating our coaches, you know, he, he's uh, enthusiastic, he's knowledgeable, and so forth. And, and, and quite frankly, he cracks me up because I look at him and go, oh, that might have been me 30 years ago because he's so enthusiastic <laughs> yeah. about what he's doing. That's funny. And it's got to be a benefit to have somebody in here as a head coach that is living proof of what a crossover athlete can do, right? Like that has to be a benefit to the program. Yeah, I, I would say he's probably the role model for that. I mean, the, the I mean, him and, and Luke Gross, right? And, you have yeah. a, a team of guys that are, yeah. you know, living proof that yeah. this could be done. And they're they're the guys that have played at that highest level, you know. And if you look at our staff across the board, Shabbat was a crossover athlete. And mm -hmm. so I was a crossover athlete. 
uh, Mose also. So, you know, various people played at very high levels, but we've all come from different sport. Right. Uh, rugby was not our first sport. That's cool. And then uh, what do you, I guess, what do you think about the job he's been doing so far this year? Um, obviously, what started February 1st, uh, he's got six or ten weeks under his belt now, I think. Yeah. Math. Yeah, we're, I think we're taking a step forward, and he's um, adding. And I think it's always good to have uh, you know, new new blood come in because mm -hmm. they add their view of the game and uh, how to play, and I think that's really an important part of it. So, you know, we slipped into what we've been doing, but then he adds nuances that uh, make us better and I think really uh, add to our development. Yeah. Um, are there a couple of new guys or maybe some guys that have been here for a while that you're excited about, you know, their their progress um, and their development or a couple of guys that have come in that are just learning the game that you're excited about? Um, we, I'd say across the board, I feel that way about everybody. Yeah, I know. That's uh, such a hard question to ask yeah. a person in your position because yeah. you don't want to single anybody out. Well, and then thought you know, I'd try. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, we've got Adagio and uh, Caleb and Caleb Rep and and they've, um, you know, again, they're young men who haven't been playing rugby and they just step up to the plate and you can see how good they're going to be. Mm -hmm. um, and again, you know, in the third game they've played and it's like, wow, look at what they're doing, mm -hmm. right? And it's not just their physical attributes or their talent, it's that they're applying the skills they're learning from our coaching staff to on the field action. Doesn't mean that we make, you know, errors and we make mistakes, but that's the only way we're gonna learn. It's mm -hmm. like, oh, okay, I need to not, yeah. you know, dive on the ball or I need to score the try by actually diving into the end goal instead of putting it down and having it right. fall out of my hands. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. Baptism by fire, so you got to learn somehow. Uh, I guess the last question I'll ask you before I let you go, Mark, I appreciate your time. Uh, the Raptors are taking on Seattle Rugby Club this weekend in a series that, you know, you've played a big part in establishing. So I was wondering if you could tell me about the relationship between this club um, and Seattle and you know what to look for this weekend at that well <laughs> the great part is the Seattle rugby club i got involved with them uh in 1981 82 uh after i'd moved up there working on a, a doctorate at university of washington and and so i've been part of the Seattle rugby club and, and still feel it as if i'm a member of the mm -hmm. Seattle rugby club um so there's a lot of uh, personal relationships there and as part of that club and parting started starting high school teams in the Northwest, two major programs there, the uh, Kentwood now called Kent Crusaders and Liberty Rugby Club, mm -hmm. um, there's a big tie to that and development of rugby in Washington and we're really about development of rugby and have been since we started. So that tie is between the two of us and obviously uh, I like competition and you always like to to beat your brother, so to speak. <laughs> yeah, love it. All right, Mark, that's all the questions I had for you. Uh, good catching up with you. I'm going to try to not uh, make it take a whole year again this time. So, Okay, thanks a lot, Colton, and we'll talk to you again. Have you ever played rugby? All right, I hope everybody enjoyed that conversation with American Raptors Director of Rugby, Mark Bullock. Thank you to Mark for taking the time to chat with me. I do enjoy catching up with Mark. It's been a little bit. I know I said at the top of the interview it's been over a year, which is kind of weird because I, I talk to him more often than that, but... I uh, just didn't have him on the podcast for almost a year. So we'll we'll change that. We'll get his thoughts going into the fall, I'm sure. Um, and I'm looking forward to that. Look forward to seeing how the season winds down and wraps up and uh, where things stand and, and what kind of adjustments they make moving into summer and then back into fall. Go ahead and move into required reading. 
Uh, required reading is brought to you by Gilbert Rugby. Gilbert is the official rugby equipment supplier of the American Raptors. Visit worldrugbyshop.com to grab all of your Gilbert Rugby gear. Uh, so required reading this week is actually required li- uh, watching. Excuse me, I was going to say listening, but that's not true. You'll have to listen some if you're paying attention. Uh, so I want I wanted to recommend everybody check out this Where Eagles Dream documentary on the Rugby Network, hour-long you know, piece about the Eagles taking on the All Blacks in Washington, D.C. last fall. I haven't had the chance to watch it yet myself, but it's certainly on my to-do list this weekend. Looks like we have a little bit of a break in matches on Saturday. Um, between that first one at 10 and then the next one at 4. So that'll be perfect time to fit that in, maybe take a nap, a nice Saturday nap afterwards. So I'll link that. It's on the Rugby Network. If you're not signed up for the Rugby Network yet, you should. It's free. That's how you keep and you know, watch all the MLR stuff. Uh, they got a bunch of other original content on there from Rugby Pass. Uh, that's required uh, reading, which is actually required watching. So check it out. Let me know what you think. Um, I'm looking forward to checking it out myself. Now let's move into the stat of the week. The stat of the week is presented by Catapult. Catapult is committed to making performance technology available to athletes at all levels, whether it's the biggest teams and organizations in world sport or amateur rugby players. Catapult helps monitor performance like the pros. For more information, that's not a word, information. Information is a word, though. Visit catapultsports.com. Then my stat of the week this week. Uh, Lene Latu is the American Raptors' leading try scorer through three matches with four of them. He had one against Ambach, one against Life West, and then two against the Galtini's Academy last weekend. Saw some of the film. Looks like one of them was on the tail end of a 22-phase you know, phase attack, which is pretty cool. Uh, and the other one was just kind of a sneaky pick-and-go and snuck in there for the try, uh, which was all the points that the Raptors scored on Sunday. So... Lena's looking good. Looks like he's feeling good after his uh, his foot surgery. And if you're not familiar with what was going on with that, I recommend you go check out the piece I wrote on Lena a couple a couple weeks ago, about a month ago now. Uh, and that will kind of tell you all you need to know. So it's good to see him back uh, looking good again. And we're hoping that he can finish the season strong, and we'll see if any opportunities come out of it. Let's go ahead and close the show with The Loop. Uh, the Loop is brought to you by First Bank. First Bank is the official banking partner of Infinity Park. They believe in banking for good, doing their best to do right by their customers, communities, and employees. Banking for good, member FDIC. Follow along with everything we've got going on at DNVR Rugby on Twitter at DNVR underscore rugby and at Colton Strickler. Not really working on anything too special right now. I have an idea for a couple other things. Might spill into the summer, though. Um but that's the best way to keep up with everything is on Twitter at the NVR underscore rugby. If you listen to the show and you liked it, please uh, subscribe, leave me a review. I really appreciate it. If you did, it helps me out quite a bit. Um, but that's it. That's the show for this week. A little bit shorter of a show, like I said. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, thank you to everybody for listening. Hope you had a great week. I hope you have a great weekend. We'll catch you all back here next week. <laughs>